0: give your spirit some fuel for the rush today's hot christian music mix with Davina Japal from Joy Radio You are listening to Joy Radio. My name is Davina Jepal. You may be aware, because we've been talking about this for weeks, actually, that Kingdom Bound is celebrating its 32nd year, and that begins on July the 29th to August the 1st. It's at Darien Lake in Buffalo, New York, and one of their worship leaders during that weekend is Grammy Award winner Zach Williams, and he is here with us by phone. How are you, sir?
1: Great. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing very well. I just want to say a big thank you for taking the time just to chat with us but question would this actually be your first time performing at kingdom bound
1: actually i performed last year acoustic just solo Uh and this this will be the first time with my band oh that's so we're excited yeah we're looking forward to it
0: amen amen what are some of the things that we can expect when you're performing
1: i mean i'll be honest i'm not i'm not one of these artists that's going to be jumping off with the drum risers and you know dancing around i pretty much stick to what i know and that's you know, standing behind the guitar and singing. Um, you know, I think what what we try to do with the band and with what I, you know, stand for and believe in is, you know, you're looking at five guys on stage who's all, you know, have different paths and different stories, but their lives have all been completely changed by just the grace and mercy of God. And, you know, we try to make that, you know, be what people see, not, you know, a bunch of flashy lights and a bunch of, you know, routines. Not that there's anything wrong with that. It's mm-hmm. just not my thing. And so for me, I try to just let the music and the song speak for themselves. You know, I feel like I try to write music that, that um you know, people can connect to because I, I know so many of us have very, very similar stories and we don't ever get a chance to tell that story. And I feel like God's given me an unbelievable opportunity and platform to, you know, really, share that with people and uh you know i'm honored grateful i'm humbled every time i get to stand on stage and just share that the gospel anybody. and so yeah
0: yeah so, yeah so well,
1: do- that's kind of it you know so a lot of times our, our shows are you know we it's always different you know there a lot of times we just have the the crowds that are kind of the watchers and they're just listening and they're watching it which to me i love that you know because it lets me know that they appreciate what we're doing and they just want to hear the message and hear the music and so to me a lot of times that's that's better than, than anything.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But do you think that's enough, though? Considering our society today, and being so visually, um, um, you know, astute with uh, colors and lights and stuff, do you think that's enough? Do you think your message I, of the gospel is enough?
1: I feel like it is because I feel like in our genre. There's there's a, there's plenty of others. You know, there'll be there'll be other artists that same day that I'm playing that we will have that, you know, and I think I think it's cool to see how God's created us all different and, and given us all different stories and different plans and the way we use that to reach people. Um, you know, for me, that's that's the way I do it. For Toby Mac, you know, his is going to be completely different. He's going to have, you know, all that stuff, you know, and, and that's great. We're doing a show with him tonight, and I love watching his set, but I couldn't do that, you know. It's mm-hmm. not, not how I do it, So I think, yeah, I think... I think what I do, I think God's given me uh, an opportunity. And he's given me kind of a, a, a unique lane in Christian music to share where I've been and what I've done, and uh, hopefully it opens the door for other artists like myself.
0: Nice, nice. So you mentioned that members of your band, you know, um, have some sort of idea of the Christian faith. Are they all saved? And is it important for your band and the people that oh, you? Oh yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah, for sure. Like everybody, everybody in my band. Like I said, we've all got you know. Some sort of a past, but the thing that unifies us and brings us all together is that we've all been changed by, you know, grace and we all believe in Jesus and we're all living our lives that way, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think that's important, you know. Um, It's, you know, I'm sitting here right now working on our devotional for this afternoon for Mm -hmm. the band before we go on stage. So uh, that's a, I mean, that's a big part, you know. A lot of times we're on the road, we don't get to be at church on Sundays with our families. So, Every time we can have church, you know, is on the road and so we try to do it as much as we can.
0: Now you have the awesome opportunity of being involved in the secular um, m- music industry and now also in the faith based music industry. Yeah. Do you find do you find that they're more similar than different actually?
1: There are there are similarities but they're you know, um there I mean it's a lot different too. I mean I think the one thing that the one major difference that I see in Christian music with the music that I was in before is obviously the lifestyle, you know, um, and what goes on is totally different, but more than that, it's, it's everybody in Christian music that I've met, that I've done shows with, it seems like they're all championing and cheering you on, you know, the new artists, um, things like that, because it's all for the same reason, you know, it's all, I think everybody's kingdom minded and they all want to see everybody succeed because we're all doing it for the same reason, you know, when I was in, you know, that rock world, living that, it was a lot of, you know, a lot of cutthroat type stuff going on where people just, they didn't want to see you do better than uh, mm-hmm. the headliner. They didn't want to see you do better than anybody, you know, and promoters were a lot different, you know, so in this industry, I just feel like, you know, even, you know, you do and play a show and you might be the opening act, but the headliner wants to see you win. Mm-hmm. I mean, ultimately, because they know that, you know, if you win, then we all win because, you know, every, you know new, new artists coming out every day, you know, there's a chance that they're going to reach somebody that another artist doesn't reach. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the cool thing about it.
0: Why do you think that the song Chain Breaker responded so well among people?
1: You know, I'm still trying to figure that out myself. I, I really... I don't know, because the day we wrote the song, I honestly thought it was a little too country, a little too rock. Mm. I didn't know how people were going to accept, you know, especially a new artist that they'd never heard of. But I think it connects with people because it's real. Um, For me, that song came out of me and my wife were working at a church, and we were involved in the prison ministry, and we were seeing God do some pretty cool things in prison, and just like the song says, you know, if you need it, he's a prison shake savior. Mm. And I was just like, you know, I wanna write a song about the truths of who Jesus is and what he's done in my life, you know. And I think when you do that, you know, and then there's other people that have obviously had similar stories that they can connect to that on a real level. I think that's I think that's why you know, why songs like that win is just because it feels real, you know. I, I wasn't trying to wasn't trying to to Use some kind of crafty little catchy lyric. It was more of, I just want to be real. I want to tell people my story. I want to share with them what God's done, mm-hmm. and and put it out there and see what happens. And I honestly left it in God's hands. It was one of those songs that I wrote it. I was living in Arkansas. I was driving to Nashville. I had a four-hour drive there and a four-hour drive home. And I did a lot of just talking to the Lord, like He was riding in the seat with me. Mm-hmm. And it was one of those things where. It's really funny because I was working at a church, and I remember when Soul on Fire my third day came out, and I was just like, God, would you just give me one of those songs, like a soul on fire, one of these songs that churches are singing all over America, like, like catches on, like wildfire. And when I wrote that song, I remember driving back, and I just started praying that God would take this one song all over the world and just use it for people that needed to hear, you know, and even people that that were in church, but honestly had truly never met the chain breaker you know like Mm. they just checked it off their list on Sunday to go because it looked good for their business or it looked good for their you know family and it was like you you're going to church every Sunday but you're not experiencing everything that that God wants to give you and so I was just like man just use this song and it wasn't long after we put it out I started getting letters and emails and things and just seeing what God was doing with it and I'm literally still blown away that people are still, you know, doing the song. I heard a new version of it at our record label this past week Mm. that, you know, this gospel um, group is doing, and I was blown away. Wow.
0: Awesome. Awesome. I love hearing that. So looking back, when you reflect on your childhood and being raised in a Christian home with loving parents, and, you know, would you have considered yourself a Christian from since then?
1: Well, you know, I wrestle with that a lot because I, I feel like a part of me gave my life to the Lord at an early age. But then when I look back and see that, you know, I was 12 years old when I went down at church camp and, and, you know, made that commitment. But then after I got to looking at it, I was like, there was nothing in my life from that day going forward that ever really resembled a Christian walk, Mm -hmm. you know? And I feel like I basically kind of rode the coattails of my family and their salvation. And, knowing that they were a good christian you know god-fearing mom and dad i, I thought well i'm a christian and, I, and growing up where i grew up it was the bible Belt, you yeah, know mm-hmm. what everybody calls it and it was just like that was the thing you know anybody that i knew called themselves a christian but it wasn't when i looked at it there was nothing about the way i lived my life especially as i got into my early adult years and through my 20s and early 30s i was like mm-hmm. i'm not a christian you know there's nothing that says i am so Um, When I turned 33, you know, that was it for me. When I I had that moment, it was literally Mm hands down, face down, come to Jesus kind of thing where it was like, God, if you're real, show up and Mm -hmm. and show me because I need to know now. And I don't care if I play music again. I don't care what I do. Like, I just need you to change my life. Mm -hmm. And that was where it all started, you know. Um, God showed up, and I started working on my relationship with Him, and my relationship with my wife and children got better, and— and like I said, God just started doing things that only God can do, and opportunities started coming that only come when you give your life to the Lord. Yeah. And I started seeing all these years of my life that I've wasted and trying to do it on my own. And, you know, going back to the prayer that my parents prayed over me time and time again as a kid, the Jeremiah 29 11. Mm. And I was just like, man, it all makes sense now. You know, God does have a plan for my life. But he doesn't reveal that plan until you give your life to him. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, that's kind of my message, you know. Um, I'm never going to be perfect. I'm never going to have it together. Cool thing is, is I don't have to because he was perfect and he came and died knowing that I couldn't be. Mm-hmm. And there's freedom in living that way and knowing that, you know. Every day I'm going to fail. Every day he's going to pick me up. But every day I'm going to try to be a little bit better, you know. And that's that's just kind of where I'm at with my music. It's where I'm at right now. And the cool thing about it is God's constantly changing us and our stories are constantly changing. So I'm just excited about where I'm at and what he's doing right now.
0: Well, during the time when you—I'm going to take you back now. So during the time when you decided to return back on the road with your rock band, um, the yeah. bus driver, you know, he was fiddling with the yeah. radio dial to the song Redeemed, sung, yeah. sung by Big Daddy Weave. And you, you mentioned in, in, in your testimony that you heard from God, um, and apparently that was a, a moment, a pivotal moment in your life, not only your life, but your family's life. Can you tell us a little bit of what happened?
1: Yeah, so we, we'd we been in church for about a month, and I had this tour booked to go to Europe. Um, I hadn't completely made the, you know, I hadn't had the moment the, the, the moment I talked about the come to Jesus moment yet, but we have been going to this church, and I convinced myself that I could go to Europe for a month and stay clean and sober and, you know, be a good boy. And as soon as the plane landed, I fell right back into my old ways with my band and just kind of living hard, reckless, party lifestyle. And we were driving an eight-hour trip one day on a bus across Spain, and I had some headphones on. I was reading a book. Our driver scanning stations. I pulled my headphones off, from me, and I hear Redeem come across the station, and I was like, you know, I got, I got to hear about 20, 30 seconds before my band, and everybody was like dropping, you know, telling them to turn it off. But in that moment, it was just like everything kind of stopped for me, and God just told me I see you different, differently than you see yourself, and and all the years of my family praying and all the all the talks that I've had through the years with my mom and dad, and just them telling me that they don't have the answer, but you know God can fix me. It kind of made sense in that moment, and I called my wife from a hotel room later that night, and uh, I I quit my band when I got home, and we canceled all of our shows, and. I started going to church with my wife at this church and really completely gave my heart to the Lord. Mm -hmm, And, um, that was it. It it was the moment that we, you know, me and my wife both gave our lives to the Lord. We were baptized the day before our daughter was born together. Mm -hmm. and It was just, it's been really cool, you know, because that was for me, that was the moment that pivotal moment in my life that, that changed me. And then the cool part about it is like the whole God thing is now, only only guy can do the things that he does and like Big Daddy Weaver was the first band I went out and toured with, 40 something shows sharing that story every night you know, being on a bus with those guys and just soaking in what they do and learning from them and then uh, I wrote a song last year that didn't feel right for me and I pitched it to Mike Weaver and they're fixing to cut it and it's going to be their first single on their new record so mm. it's just really cool to see, you know and when you tell people stories like this, it's like You know, these are the things that God does that only God can do because I couldn't have made that happen.
0: Mm, Very, very true. So you also have been very transparent, and this is one reason why I love you. Uh, You've been very transparent, honestly, with regards to your struggle and and the things that you faced, such as you know alcohol and drugs. And Mm -hmm. are you still wrestling with those? Change, by the way.
1: You know, I'm not. You know, it was one of, and and that's the thing I I share a lot. Um, I think a lot of times some of that maybe gets you know. Miss Miss I guess. I I never really had, I was never really addicted to a drug or to an alcohol. I I was addicted to a lifestyle, and my lifestyle was two or three nights a week, I partied really hard in this band I was in. Mm -hmm. I I was never in a place where I had to wake up and drink all day, or I had to wake up and have drugs to function. It was more of, okay, if we're doing this tonight, then I'm going to open this bottle, and I'm going to chug it, because... I'm miserable where, where I'm at in my life. Mm-hmm. And when when I gave my life to the Lord, that desire completely went away. Like, And that's crazy because people ask me, they're like, how'd you do it? And I was like, I don't know. I just did. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't go through any kind of program. It was just more of a, you know, God showed up and changed my life. And so the desires to do that left me. And it, it's, it's just been really cool. You know, that works for some people. Um, but, but then there's programs like Celebrate Recovery that are great. That right people truly truly need to be in and, and as a community for me i needed to be in church and i needed to surround myself with people that would hold me accountable and pour into my life and and that's what it was and um uh, yeah so i'm no i'm in a good place so
0: amen amen i have to ask you this question because we're running out of time but why yeah. do you think why do you think god chose you you know right now to be like even a forerunner in mainstream christian worship
1: you know, It's crazy. I'm going to tell you a story. This is nuts. So I was born in Pensacola, Florida, and my parents had been going to Brownsville Assembly a little bit, and my dad had moved there to go to a Bible college. And when I was born, a pastor at the church told my dad, when they had me kind of dedicated to the Lord, I was making a bunch of noise. I was hooping and hollering, I guess just in the dark, and the pastor told my Told my dad that I had a strong set of lungs, and it was really funny because he said he prayed over me and told my parents that I would be a voice for my generation. Wow! And so my dad, you know, he didn't tell me that for, until I was 33 years old. All all the years I spent in the rock band, living in the bars, playing that kind of music, you know, he said all those years I started thinking, you know, what have I done wrong? Like this cannot be the plan that you had for for him. Like mm-hmm. and here I have spent my whole life trying to follow what the Lord says, and pour into my son, and here he is, throwing his life away, living in bars, you know, and uh, he said, so I couldn't tell you, he said, but when you gave your life to the Lord, and you started working on Christian music, and everything started happening with Chain Breaker, he said, that was the time to tell you, and like he told me, and he was like, it's been the hardest thing to keep that from you, because I didn't want to put any kind of pressure on you, he said, but I've watched this unfold for the last, you know, now almost 40 years, I'll, I'll turn 40 this month, and he's like, you know, to see that, and to know that you know, God has a plan for each and every one of us. But like I said, until we surrender to you him, know, he doesn't reveal that or even give us a glimpse of what that could be like.
0: Hmm. Now, what would you like for people to think when they hear the name Zach Williams?
1: And you said it well ago. I, I just, I love being transparent with people. I love being real. Um, you know, I'll, I'm a little rough around the edges, but I think that is sometimes a little bit inviting to people because they don't have to feel like I'm not. I don't know. I just I, I feel like I'm just a regular guy. I grew up in a town of about a thousand people. Um I don't think that'll ever leave me. Mm-hmm. You know, the fact that none of this happened for me until I was in my late thirties is another thing. I think that mm-hmm. you know, I get it, you know, I've struggled to get here now that I'm here, I am not taking it for granted. Um and you know, but more importantly I just want people to to, to see a real guy, you know. Oh, my
0: goodness. I have to say yeah. this. I have to say this. Okay, so thank you so much um, because I'm a fan. I'm a fan. I loved you the first time oh, I saw you perform and, and the song Chainbreaker. I mean, that's what I get from me this genuine guy. And you're not an oh. ordinary guy, Zach. You are so special. <laughs> You are so special. And I honestly believe that Canadians will be down there and we'll get a taste of of your ministry. Thank you so much for spending time with us. Thank
1: you so much. I appreciate it. All right. God bless you. Yeah. We'll see you. Giving thanks for his love and building up the kingdom across the Golden Horseshoe. This is The Rush with Davina Japal on Hometown Christian Radio for the GTA. Find great podcasts, videos, our full schedule, and much more streaming live at joyradio.ca. and on our free My Joy
0: Radio app